I have the privilege of doing weddings in this church and, and, and outside as well. And I've got to say, one of my favorite bits of the wedding, other than seeing the, uh, the groom cry and, um, and various other things, is, um, is actually there's a bit in it where after we ask them, uh, do you take so-and-so and et cetera, all that lovely stuff, and they say, I do. And, and then I get to turn to a room full of people and I say, do you, the family and friends of this wonderful couple, I promise to uphold them and support them and love them and care for them and all those things. Do you promise to do that? And then all in unison, everyone goes, we will. And that for me is my most exciting part of a wedding because you realize it's not just about two people. It's about absolutely everyone working together to make sure this marriage, this family and this community are so well um, loved and unbonded and on fire. Now, I say that, And yet last year, for a random statistic at you, there were 295 divorce petitions filed every single day. I mean, it was a bad year, right? Um, Do you know, on the whole, if I can say this, we are great at turning up. We're good at celebrating. How many people have been to weddings this year? We know we're good at celebrating. But we could do a lot better at standing together, and ask him for help, and of course, being unified in everything we do in life. And that's what this series is calling us to do, to be together, to work and walk and love one another in all situations and all circumstances. Do you know, unfortunately, divorce rates aren't any better in churches and among Christians than they are among non-Christians. So we can't say we're any better at this. And that's the question, really. Do you think that being a Christian just means that you have to be better at everything. Is that what it means to be a Christian? I don't believe Jesus called us to be better, you know, to have less divorces, to have less arguments and less lying, or to be better at our jobs, better at dating, better at life. I don't think he called us to be better. I think he called us to be different, to be different from the world around us. Um, there's a great example. It's not a Christian example, but I do love it. Keanu Reeves, um, first of all, random thing about Keanu Reeves If I ask you which movie you know Keanu Reeves is in, you will give me an indication almost immediately of your age, whether it's Point Break, whether it's Bill and Ted, whether it's Matrix, whether it's uh, John Wick. I know immediately, within three years, how old you are. Um, Anyway, side point, he was interviewed on a a David Letterman or something like that, and he was asked, okay, Keanu, you're, you're a wise man. What do you think happens when people die? Now, I mean, for any of us, we'd get shaken by this question. Maybe we'd go, do we launch into the wonderful theology? Do we launch into the gospel? Do we launch into something else? There are so many wonderful answers we can give. And he stood there and sat there, sorry, and he said, I think the people who love us the most will miss us. I love that. I love the different view, the different way he looked to life. And I think God is calling us to be different. Rather than just join a debate, pro-life, pro-choice, how about we just love that person who has to make the most impossible decision of their life and show them how to follow Jesus in the midst of that? And there are so many other areas applicable to that. The Bible and Jesus are so full of these mind-melting moments of love because they see us and they see the world through the eyes of the one who created and made it and us. But, you know, it's not just called to look at the world differently. We're called to 
um, live it differently, to be different in the way we live our lives. Rather than just be better, be kinder, be nicer, be more generous, how about we be more like Jesus? How about we use those gospels and say, what would Jesus react and how would he respond and how would he live and how would he love people in these circumstances? That whole process of becoming more like Jesus is called discipleship. To borrow Andy Stanley's uh, definition of a disciple, it's someone who demonstrates two qualities. And these are two qualities. One another love and prevailing faith. One another love, Jesus' prayer, John 17, again, what the whole series is about, as the Father, as the Son, and as the Holy Spirit, love one another and are one in everything they do. So we love one another. A new commander I have given you, love as I have loved you. Maybe every situation we enter in, we start with that question, how has Jesus loved me in this situation? How is he, how much and in what way has he loved me? And then to use that wonderful phrase, when you're not sure what to do, do what love requires of you. I don't have any desire to get in confrontation, but I love them and I have to say something. I really don't have time to call that person, but I love them. I'm gonna call them. And they probably don't care what I think. The last thing they want to have is my opinion, but I care about them. And prevailing faith, faith that wins over any circumstance. How do you grow in this? You surround yourself with people who have their prevailing faith, Christians who inspire you the most, those who believe in God's best, no matter the circumstances, those people you come across who face circumstances you cannot imagine existing in. And they have faith and belief that God is going to love them and get them through this. And not just get them through this as a survivor, but as an overcomer, as a conqueror. So the question that all of this leads to is, how does discipleship, becoming like Jesus, take place in a church like this, this size? And I say this really clearly. Coming on a Sunday is an amazing thing to do. And well done to every single one of us that have come here today It is beautiful to be together. It is wonderful to sing and celebrate and worship together. It is good to live and love and hear from Jesus together. But it is not enough. We can absolutely slip in these doors and slip out without receiving or demonstrating one another love. And we can hear Mark in his most inspiring talk ever where he's sweating and he's he's really shouting. He's making jokes every three seconds and hitting home with hard, hard to eat truth. And you can go, that's amazing. Now, where's my donut? And nothing changes. But I'll tell you where life does happen and where things do change. And that's in connect groups. That's when you're sitting face to face with a group of people that you do life with on a regular basis. That's where things truly happen. That's where you have no choice but to love one another with one another love. That's where you have no choice but to be hearing God break in in people's lives and be transformed by the faith that you gather from other people and indeed you share with them. Now, connect groups don't just happen. We'd love it for them just to do, just appear everywhere. For these spaces and places to be created, for people to encounter Jesus, somebody or some people needed to step up with one another love of other people and prevailing faith that they could be used by God to transform people's lives and families. And today, I want us to take half an hour to celebrate and to appreciate and just to honor some of those people and indeed all of those Connect Group leaders who have stepped up and made that 
possible. And especially as they have led over the last year, as life has changed, the transformation has come and we've left lockdown and so many other things. And in order to do that well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite a few Connect Group leaders up onto the stage. We could have every, invited every single one of them, but we've got about 40, and I feel like there'd be too much on the stage. So we've handpicked a few that were willing to come up. Everyone else said no. And <laughs> they didn't realize they could say no. They just obliged. Um, and then we're going, to, we're going to find out what it takes for them to lead a Connect Group. So you and I, at the end of this time together, can really appreciate the love that they have for one another, and indeed the faith that they have to believe that God is able to do something through them, even if they feel massively and dramatically underqualified. And I'm going to do this with the help of Lucinda, who has been an absolute incredible support um, through not just connect groups, but through um, uh, kind of community building in this church as well. So add that, if you're one of those connect group leaders, and indeed Lucinda, would you come up on the stage and would you guys give them a huge round of applause? Come on up, guys. Oh, you stayed in it. That's it. Carlton uh, is a wonderful person to listen to, but he's also a wild card when you're interviewing him. So you stay there. Um, I'm sorry, we're going to block people. I did think about maybe we do like a, a band interview and we have you on seats and then stalls behind you. Um, but no, I want everyone to see your faces in this way. So apologies if I'm blocking you. Uh, you might want to move. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for being available uh, this morning and for uh, being here. I know this is not necessarily a comfort zone for some of you, but um, it's absolutely wonderful to have you. Um, as a way of introducing yourself, why don't we start by asking who you are and a top line, um, one sentence about your connection, where do you meet and et cetera, where, how long you've been going for. Morning. Morning. <laughs> Morning, everybody. I'm Carlton. Seems better half. Um, <laughs> see what I mean? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? This is dangerous, right? <laughs> but Sue keeps them in check. It's I'm not going to get any compliments. I'm, I've got to compliment myself. Oh. Um, we, wanna, we run a connect group every second, uh, every second Wednesday and fourth Wednesday, and we meet in the, um, in the atrium out there. And we have, um, we have, how many do we have? We've got about, in total... Yeah. She needs the mic. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, we generally have about 15, most meetings, but there's, on paper, there's about 25 members because people dip in and out because life happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go. We're going to get hollers from the, uh, the group themselves. Yeah. Fantastic. On to the next, guys. Thank you. So I'm Sue, and I lead the uh, Vineyard Faith in the Workplace Connect group which meets, has met on a Monday and a Thursday and now meets on a Wednesday every other week. We used to go for the two and the fourth, but it got a bit confusing, so we just meet every other week. And, and you lead with Peter. And I have and had a range Peter of looks a little bit different today. So we have had we have Peter Thornton, and recently Sally Davidson has become our next co-group leader, as well as Peter. So we have three co-group leaders. We Give have, her a round of applause, because she... Yep. She, uh, she literally said yes, and then the next thing, she got invited up to this interview. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
So we, I really, really value my co-group leaders. I've had a few, not that we fall out and they leave, but people <laughs> yeah, move. Um, um, Peter is very strong on worship. Sally is very strong on prophetic prayer, and I'm good at organizing. Wonderful. I love that. And you guys? Um, so I'm Rachel, and this is Greg, my husband, and we meet weekly um, on a Thursday in Hatfield, and we've been running for about six years now. Amazing. I love that. Give them a round of applause again. Just going just gonna to love on them as much as you can. Okay, do you want to take over? So this really is about celebrating who you are and, and sort of how you've stepped out in faith. And so I guess I just wanted to understand how um, being a Connect Group leader has blessed you. And that's a very broad topic. So yeah. Carlton, we'll give you like we, two minutes. Sorry, oh, sorry. Should we start with how their group came about? How your group came Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Lucinda I'm prepared, all, Lucinda prepared all these questions, but you are excited. You just want to hear the good stuff, yeah, don't you? But why don't we start with how your group came about and tell us you know, how you formed, why you stepped out there and made it happen, basically. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, our, our group, initially we, we started meeting um, around our house and there was about every, every, it was weekly or bi-weekly, anyway, there was about sort of eight of us, six to eight of us, and um, yeah, it was, it was just it was just really good, and it sort of grew from there. Hence the reason why we sort of after after lockdown sort of sort of finished, we then decided, well, look, if there's going to be eight ten of us meeting in our lounge, we'd rather have a little bit more room. So we then said to Richard and and Mark and said, look, can we go and meet out there? Now there's like I say, we said about fifteen. Sometimes there's been more than fifteen, and they're a great bunch of people, great bunch of guys, and it's just. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 it really is a blessing because, you know, we keep it real. There's no, there's no superficial stuff. Everybody comes with their own life stories and everything. And, we're, and some of the experiences that, that, and the personal stuff that they share, it, it really, you know, it really blesses us because, you know, you, everybody, we're all different and we're all, we're all going through different stuff. And we pray and we, you know, sometimes we cry. Some people get emotional, you know, some people get fed up with us, you know. <laughs> but, but it's all good. And, and yeah, we, we, I, think, I think we all look forward to it, you know, every other week. You, know. you guys have been on a journey as well because you met through lockdown and, and then you, I mean, you didn't always meet in church, did you? We, we met 22 years ago. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Trying to, trying to forget that bit. Sue, would you um, mind holding yeah. on to the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say as well, we didn't actually rock up to Vineyard and be like, yeah, we want to run a connect group because three kids, dog, football team. It wasn't really, you know, the forefront. But um, Richard, in his very um, anointed and persuasive way, sowed, <laughs> sowed quite a few seeds to us over the time. And... Um, you know, the, the great thing about Vineyard is that there's so many facets and, and channels that you can serve through. And because we started running, I say we, he coaches our son's football team, but I'm very active because I grew up in a football family. Um, so it was a really good way for us to start giving back as well, to, to host a connect group. And also now we realise that when we're not able to come on a Sunday, um, because of football or commitments, because we used to juggle it between the two services. Um, now, you know, that Wednesday night is just as important for us. All of the kids come. Um, the only person that can't come now is the dog, because obviously we're here. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's, it builds our faith 
It's, it's blessed us so much over the last few years. Over lockdown, when we went online, um, it, it, was, it was hard. I'm not going to lie, online was hard because we used to like meeting up, had cakes, and you know, we did the fun stuff. Online, everyone was having a tough time. But God grew us, you know, and we ended up with 10, 15 people online most weeks. Um, and then when, when it came to our sort of OGs, our originals, we're like, look, we want to come back in person. And we're like, we don't have the room. So thankfully, you know, we're in a church where we can ring up and say, look, can we have the church building? And it was just, it, it was a yes. So it, it's just God moving within people. And um, it may not be something that's in, on your radar, but just avoid Richard. Um, <laughs> um, and also, I think it's important to say that the growth we've seen in our Connect group, it's, it's, again, it's grown us. You know, we've had people who've come to Connect. They don't want to pray out loud. They don't want to speak. They don't want to share. They can't speak. Some people are just broken, you know, come as you are. And now they're signing up for prayer ministry team and they're wow. laying hands on people. And that, you know, as a Connect group leader, you, you don't get better than that. Nice. So, yeah, that's yeah. it. Can, I, I love the term OG. OG, original gangster, original group. That's a, that's a good saying. I like that. Yeah. And just staying with you guys just for a second, if that's okay, um, just because I'm all about the blessings. So as, like, when we met up and discussed this, we were talking about how it's really become like a family, um, which I think is really precious, um, and how you use the WhatsApp communication in the week as well. Yeah. So, do you want to just talk about that, with the, how it's blessed you with praying? Because yeah, um, we meet every second and fourth Wednesday, sometimes there is a bit of a gap when you get a longer month. Um, but sometimes in life, you're just going through stuff. You know, you wake up and you have a bad day. And it's like Andrew and Jonathan were saying last week, um, you know, you want to show up well, you want to respond well. And some days we're not capable of doing that on our own. Some days we're just up against it. And it's really nice to have that WhatsApp family or WhatsApp group. And you can just say, having a rough day. Or can you pray for this? Or can you pray for that? And the awesome thing is it used to be Carlton or I would respond or put a scripture or an encouragement. But now, just one member and you get like 10, 15 powerful scriptures, encouragement. And the, the whole group is just, you know, they're moving in God. So it's not even us leading it anymore. It's just the WhatsApp sort of, it's a, it's a godly channel, if you like. Um, that, that it's great to go to and you can put in and you can take out as well. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Right. Sue and, um, Sue and Sally, hello. Um, so would it be all right to just talk about sort of exactly how your group came about? Because I love the story of how it came and how oh, it's developed. Okay. So our group came about originally through... Um, I was invited by um, one of the directors of the vineyard when we had the global leadership summit to use the videos because we were chatting after the global leadership summit and the leadership videos were profound and we felt they should be shared more widely so we ended up putting on hosting events in the church building as well um, called living leadership and we would play the videos and we invited people from business Generally, it did turn out to be Christians from the vineyard, but we did invite other people from outside as well. It was kind of a gather ministry. Anyway, we went through quite a few videos, and we hosted that for about a year in the church, and then it sort of became the Faith in the Workplace Connect group, which met again in the church. 
Um, but then one night, Richard said I didn't really fit the format of a connect group, so could I please meet in my house instead? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it that became so a brutal. I home love it. <laughs> connect group. But thank you for that, Richard, because that, that has been such a blessing, and it was a transition that I was asked to do. And I don't think, unless I'd been asked, I would have made that transition. So I'm really grateful for the group being a home group now. So we've been meeting since 2014, essentially. So it's quite a long time, actually. I do have... I, I brought along a little artefact of the early days, though. Obviously, <laughs> that I living leadership. So, yeah. And, that, and that's really the emphasis, wasn't it? You, are, you just... You, I mean, Business Club do an amazing job run by Tim, Bruce and John... Uh, where they gather anyone who's involved in business, especially in a leadership level, and, um, and really invest and create a network and a forum where they can pray and, and encourage one another. You saw a slightly different niche as well, didn't you, where actually there's people who need to out, live out their faith in a workplace. And what does that look like? Um, and especially with your training and background. So I love how you create the space for people to journey more into that. Yeah, I think I'm, um, if you know anything about me, I'm, I believe that faith is holistic. It needs to be lived out in every part of your life. And so I've always really valued encouraging other Christians to live out faith in their daily life. And most of us, a lot of us spend a lot of time at work. So it's very important to support people to, when they have struggles in the workplace, to encourage them through prayer in that space. So that, that's my heart, really. And consequently, our connect group is filled with all sorts of different types of people. So male, female, single, married, young, old, you know, we have the whole gamut, really. So it's yeah. very inclusive. Fantastic. Wow, and it's a great way for people to build connection with one another, because I understand you've had a few marriages in your groups. Yes. Whoa, hold on. Yes, so big shout out there. So... Um, <laughs> We, our previous co-leader was single and there was a lot of prayer in our group um, around that and eventually at our connect group, which was hosted at a different house to mine that evening, um, his future intended became part of our group and they met, literally met at the connect group for wow. the first time and then got married and we have had another wedding as well, which... Andrew over there. Shouldn't really point people out, but Andrew and Joanne got married. <laughs> it's, a, it's a celebration. Um, we can and then them. obviously subsequently set up another connect group as well. So we've had to sort of outreach a bit from our group um, in terms of other groups. Which is I mean, you took that, that bit in the Bible which says multiply really well, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and Sally, I mean, you've, uh, you've been part of the group for how long? And um, I think Paul and I have been a part of the group for... Two, two and a half years, two, maybe three years. Yeah. And how I've, did you... I've been leading for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just before I stood on the platform this morning. Um, but, I, but I have been, um, I guess, an official leader in some capacities for probably about a year. But I think one of the strengths of our group anyway is that there's a lot of maturity in our group and a lot of, a lot of leaders. So a lot of people step up to that and... You know, we'll take a book and we'll work through a book and people take different responsibilities to lead. Um, yeah, so that's a real strength, I think, generally. Mm. Um, one of the things that you shared when we were kind of talking to you beforehand is, is something that a lot of Connect Group face, um, which is um, some weeks you've got a house full of blessing and everyone worshipping and people get married and this is all awkward and wonderful at the same time. And then other weeks, it's you and... The three of you, 
<laughs> and yeah, <do> you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I guess what I want to draw out of you is how do you, as a connectable leader, um, continue faithfully in that place when people's lives are all over the place and, and a bit messy? Well, I think, um, like in, in Carlton's group, we've got quite a strong WhatsApp group. And we, um, you know, so there's a lot of um, reaching out on that, a lot of prayer, um, a lot of support. And it's been, I think it's been invaluable, hasn't it? It really, it really undergirds the group. Because people are busy, life is busy. We can't, we can't physically meet every time. We meet every two weeks, but we can't physically do it. So that has proved invaluable, I think, the WhatsApp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to encourage anybody who might be being prompted or at all to think about hosting people in your home. I mean, one of the, I really, you know, trust that God will always be there when you meet and host a space, and it's about being faithful to that space. So even though sometimes there's only been one other person... If I've intended to hold that space, I have held that space. And, you know, it's important because you're always blessed when you honour God and make space available in your home for people to meet in his name. So um, I think we should practice hospitality and also invite and open your home to the stranger. And we've made such amazing friends as a result of being in the connect group and people do come and go and the group ebbs and flows it has a sort of life and you go through seasons but you never um the time is always blessed yeah i loved the thing um you said when you first started and you first opened your home you would bake and you would (laughs) you would make it you know absolute ideal home and then as time grew you realized that wasn't needed i think this is a female thing, losing to probably, and I'm not being sexist, but, you know, I think women, if they open their home, they do tend to vacuum before people arrive, and um, there is a bit of preparation. You do want people to feel like your home is a nice place to be, so, yeah, it's a little bit of effort. But, you know, that means that your home is nice and clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that, actually, yeah. There's a truth in that. I, I love how quickly my wife cleans the entire house when we've got people coming over, and you're so creative at other times. Um, but I, I love that. I mean, I would always say, you know, if you're part of a connect group, you're in it for discipleship. You're in it to connect with one another and to grow together and to love one another and indeed be challenged and increase your faith. And that really comes with that aspect of discipline, doesn't it? As we read our Bibles, as we pray, as we meet together, Acts 2, that's when life comes on. And so I'd always encourage people, but I, I love the reality that sometimes, you know, various things do come up and just a grace that you offer in that place. And I've heard so many connect groups say, well, actually, it was only a few of us this week, but what a wonderful conversation we had um, because of that. Yeah, I just have a scripture that I, I did think of before, which is, you know, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Let's con- con- uh, consider how to stir one another up to love and good works and yeah. to continue to meet together to encourage and build one another up in faith. And that, to me, is the bedrock for what a connect group is. It's continuing to stir one another up. We learn and encourage each other. And I have been hugely encouraged by the people in the group. I'm not a font of all knowledge. I've grown by seeing other people's giftings, and I feel like we practice and grow through the Holy Spirit at work amongst us. Do you know what I love about that is, I mean, you say you're not the font of all knowledge, but you do have a doctorate. Yeah, she does. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, I how humble is that? That's amazing. Sorry, did you say? Yeah, I do have a PhD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, I just love the humility aspect of that. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, please. Yeah, um, one of the things I really love about our group is there's a lot of wisdom, yeah. a lot of maturity. Um, I think it's probably because we're all quite old. <laughs> I mean, I've been in churches where I've been one of the oldest people, and I just think that's just wrong. Um, so uh, one of the things I love about Vineyard generally is that you've got babies through to, through to you know, elderly people, and they do bring a lot of wisdom. And I love that our group, we can, um, we can debate, you know, that it's, it's quite... We can just... We can talk about difficult topics and difficult issues and... You know, and Sue, you know, she's very clever. And we've got Wendy in our group as well. You know, so that we can yeah. really, really... Um, we can, chew, yeah, we can chew the meat. And it's... Um, Paul and I often say it's just very refreshing. You know, because we've been in churches in the past where to bring your mind to church was almost frowned upon. Mm, <laughs> so I love that we can we can bring our minds to our connect group. Yeah. Um, and it's been very life-giving, yeah. Even when there's just been a few, because you really can, you know, just really chew. I love in. that. Mm. That's, yeah. what, a, what a fantastic note to finish with you guys on. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, and totally inappropriately, I think your pizzas have just arrived. I can't answer that. Um, if someone's out there and there's a pizza, can you just go and grab it? Um, don't eat it, though. It's for our connect leaders after us. Um, I will say this, this is totally inappropriate, but Paul and Sally did used to lead a connect group in this uh, church, and I have to say, um, it lives down in history as one of the most attractive um, connect group photos that ever were. Um, absolutely. That's all cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just like glamour and everything. It was beautiful. But uh, we don't all have to be stunning to lead connect groups. Um, but uh, but that, that certainly was beautiful. Uh, I don't know why I shared that. It's just, it just something that lives with me for some bizarre reason. Um, uh, so, another beautiful couple. And I say this intentionally because how did your group come about? Uh, well, I with many of the others, had the Richard, you should start a connect group, you should start a connect group. <laughs> um, obviously, all from love, obviously. Yes. Um, but all, all honestly, at the time with the group I was in, I was actually really enjoying it. I was really enjoying the time of prayers. We had quite a big group, and so much so we just even split with guys and girls, and I really valued that. So I was a bit like, I don't really want to move on, to be honest. I just want to stay here. Um, but then the more kind of Richard prodded slash I actually prayed about it as well um, <laughs> just to be clear um, I felt God was kind of leading me to lead a connect group um, and so Rachel was also in the group at the time and for me doing the kind of talks and stuff is not my strongest point but then I'm always up for hanging out and socialising with people um, and I saw Rachel was always great at doing the talks when she would do them occasionally um, so then I thought this would be a great kind of group kind of like a duo kind of bait idea um and so as you'll probably find out in the next question just to say i didn't start connect group to find my wife <laughs> making that very clear it's not flirt to convert in that situation uh, so just about so it was all just honestly just meeting up and then kind of starting our connect group from that kind of point of view um and uh, yeah yeah i love that yeah and same um when i was prompted by our then connect group leaders to possibly, um, they needed someone to start a new group. I was thinking, oh, no, that won't be me because 
yes, I've led the odd Bible study, but as an introvert, um, socialising is not my strength. Um, and so when Greg suggested that we team up, I thought that'd be perfect because he's really good at the socialising side of things. He can cover that and then I can do the Bible study. Um, yeah, so it kind of reminded me that God was thinking of it all and kind of put us together as a team and we'd make yeah. a good team. Yeah, perfect. and then just, yeah, over the six years that we've, uh, had our group we've just had some amazing people come come and come and gone. some people see came single been married moved on moved away um, new job opportunities and even now we've got such an amazing core group of people and again it's that kind of kind of blessing you know at times and we've had times where we've had literally a couple of people come but again really powerful um, so it's not just about how many people come it's the kind of quality of time as well and how big and obviously it's a blessing to have lots of people as well um, but don't think that that's what you need to do to have a connect group. Well, it helps you have such a lovely, huge lounge, doesn't <clears> it? And I say that ironically because, I mean, you're a great example of saying, look, we haven't got the space, but we still want to meet together. And so let's figure this out as we go. And tell us about that. Then. How have you faced that challenge? Yeah, um, because we're kind of just renting at the moment, so obviously we're still finding a place in, in that time for a lot of people as well. Um, and we want to welcome people in, but it is, I think, seven people comfortably anymore else, people will have to sit in the middle, uh, which could be quite awkward for new people. Um, <laughs> don't want to name or shame or say, you need my right, your left ministry time afterwards, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but we still wanted to open it up uh, for people to come and that's what we would love to do. And we've had some, again, some amazing people in our group offer their places and say, hey, we can come over. Um, at one time we had a big gathering and even people's partners that aren't even in the church came. And we had 16 of us, I think, and we had a big Sunday roast and just hanged out, basically. And we yeah. do various things. We do like lots of game board games and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so, you know, it's not just about the connect group leaders have to provide it all the time. In fact, with me and Rachel, where we were going to connect group, we had people that were hosting it in their house, but they weren't the leaders. So then mm. the leaders came to them. So it's that kind of idea as well. And you guys said something which was amazing. It made me laugh because I've sometimes felt that way as well. You said, as connect group leaders, when you're feeling tired, um, and you would, if you were going to a group, you'd text and say, oh, I can't come tonight. You have to show up, and that you've really been blessed in that way. Yeah, yeah um, as a teacher, um, I've often come home exhausted from work, and then I still have teaching, marking, assessing to do. And, um, but I know that as we've obviously committed um, to become leaders, and, and so through that we know that we're serving God. Um, but when we, yeah, we do feel sometimes there's moments where we just have nothing to give. Um, and so it's at those moments that we obviously pray and say, Lord, we are, we, our hands are empty, like we're here, we're willing, and we're serving you, but you need to fill in the rest and you need to provide for us. Um, and so, so it's very much in our weakness, he is strong. Um, so yeah, it's been really strengthened our trust um, and faith in God because we're kind of almost blindly following the, the path he's given us. Um, but we're, we're saying, God, you need to help us because, um, yeah, it's only through his strength that we can do this, particularly yeah. during those times when we're kind of rock bottom. Well, that's what the prevailing faith is, isn't it? Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's one other thing. Um, being open and honest, uh, having dyslexia throughout my most uh, life and not academically not being very strong, there have been times where, again, Rachel come back from work, she's like, oh, I'm really tired. Can you look at the words? Can you look at the talk? And for me, it's just like, 
it's a bit full on. It takes me a long time to get the questions. For some people, they can look at the talk and scan for it. Sometimes it's taking me hours because I have to pause and stop, pause, stop, pause, stop. Because there's so many, obviously, great points of like what the teachings have been. Um, but for me, it takes a long time. So that, for me, is an insecurity. And then thinking, oh, I just don't want to do this. Can we not just have, can we not do it this week? I'm not feeling up for it. But then it's like, no, I need to keep pushing through it, praying about it. And then actually... God comes, we have really good, healthy discussions, people all chip in, um, and we, we've all learned, not just people in our connect group, but for us as well, we've learned a lot from each other, um, and yeah, it's an amazing thing, and then you kind of just see the end of it, so all that kind of worriness, and then it kind of ends on a really good point. Amazing. I would love to carry on talking to you guys, but we're going to uh, transition into the next bit now, so we can actually go and have our pizza lunch. Um, you know, we, um, we really do love Connect Groups and we really do appreciate you guys and all of the other Connect Group leaders. Some of them are in the room, um, some of them can make it today. And in just a few moments, we're going to finish by praying for them and thanking them as a church for all that they do. Um, but I will say this, uh, today is about appreciation, but it would be silly for me not to talk about um, making sure you are connected. And that's really our passion and uh, emphasis on discipleship is to make sure that you, as part of Vineyard Church, are connected. Um, it doesn't actually, it's not about getting you into connect groups. Um, it just so happens that they are the best place to be discipled and connected, uh, where that one another love and that prevailing faith really grow and take place. And I say this, and, and without selling it, I'll, I'll just say this. I'm part of a group for myself. Uh, I also lead a group on Wednesdays with a bunch of slightly disconnected teenagers as well, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, we got to the end of our topic and it was fantastic. And then they jumped up and said, just before we go, what do you think about Roe and Wade and everything? I was like, oh, wow, I was going to go for cake at this point. Um, I, so I'm in one, uh, Mark and Steph, uh, Steph's gone missing, but Steph, uh, oh, there you are, sorry. Um, those guys are in a family connect group. We've got a few of those around the church and we're starting too soon. Uh, we've got Trevor and Maria who are joining a group in Luton um, just in September. And we've got Mel and Simon. Uh, Mel's sadly suffering with long COVID at the moment, but bless her. And actually they've been really supported by their connect group in this time. I could go on, but... Basically, if we're doing it, then we encourage you to do it and follow suit. Um, some of these guys, you, some of these groups you won't know about. Um, Greg and Rachel, for example, um, partly because they've been full for a long time. Um, and so we can't keep them advertising if there's no space. And I will say that as a, an encouragement that we do need more spaces and places for people to connect and encounter Jesus. And so... While um, you came in, you should have been given a form. We want you to connect. Now, if you're in a situation or a connection or you've got friends around you and you're already in that place where you're demonstrating experience of one another love and prevailing faith, great. I don't want to try and add something else to your diary. That's not my intention. But if you're not, if you know that something like that is missing, then I would encourage you to join a connect group. If you can join one, maybe consider hosting one, even if it's a tiny lounge. And if you're up for it, um, consider facilitating one. And we send you all the questions, so you don't even need to prepare that much. Praying really helps. But you can just print off a sheet and read the sheet through, and it's got all the questions following the Sunday's talk. So minimal effort, but if you are able or can consider doing that, then fill out that form or go online and do that. And one final thing before we pray, you know, you don't have to sign up and do a connect group uh, for the rest of your life. 
You can do it in other ways. You can say, well, how about I start one in September for six months? And that's it. We'll call it an end of six months. So I can commit to that. Or maybe do an online group like Jeremy and Deborah Lindley who meet in, uh, who live in Enfield and just can't travel or people won't come to them, but they can do online. Or you can do an activity group. I was talking to someone the other day um, about uh, how much they love golf. And I said, well, why don't you just grab some other people who love Jesus and love golf and go and play golf together and do life together and challenge and walk with one another. Um, and like uh, Sue was doing with the um, gathering people who are leading and be in growing in faith together. There are so many ways. Come and talk to me if you have any questions or fill the form out and I can chat to you after that. But why don't you guys stand? Why don't you stand? Oh. I'm just going to interrupt for a second. Please sure, do stand. Um, I'm sure you've heard a lot today about Richard gently tapping people on the shoulder and noticing um, the golden people. And we've been praying a lot about golden breakthrough, our prayer meeting, and how um, God is really bringing that to the surface. And so whilst we're honouring and blessing all our Connect Group leaders, which is absolutely right, you guys are amazing, I just wanted to take a second to see if we could just pray for Richard. Because without this man, I don't think any of us would be Connect Group leaders. Um, there's so much that he does in the church that is very unseen. So I just wanted to take an, a moment oh. to honour and bless you. And we just got you a little gift. Oh. So yes. Oh, it's very kind. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we just raise a hand now and we just say, Lord, thank you so much for this man. I thank you for the strength that you have put within him. I thank you for the call that you placed before him and that he said yes. I thank you that you order his steps, that you give him such grace kindness and compassion. I thank you for giving him your eyes to see so he sees the good, the gold, what is in people and then he gently encourages, builds up and just wants to see the absolute best and see you through all of this. Thank you, Lord, for Richard. Just bless him. Amen. So sneaky. I love that. That was so kind. Thank you. Mark, would you join us? Um, if you lead a Connect group, or if you've been leading one this year, we want to say thank you. If you're leading one in September onwards, and there's a couple of family Connect groups, would you just raise your hand so we can pray for you as well? And there's a few around the room. Fantastic. If you're near someone thank like that, you, just reach out a hand to them, and we'll pray for these guys on stage and everyone as well. Over to you, Mark. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you for these guys on the stage who have come and shared their hearts and been honest and open about the joys and the uh, challenges of, of creating a space for people to encounter you and to do life together. We just pray, Lord, that uh, you would just pour into them, Lord, as they poured out for us this morning. We thank you for the health and the growth in their groups. We pray a blessing upon them, upon, upon Greg and Rachel, upon Sally and Sue and Sue and Carlton, Lord, we thank you for these guys, Lord. Would you bless them, Lord, and bless the people in their groups. And for those in the, in the rest of us, Lord, who lead groups, I want to say thank you for them. For those that facilitate and host groups, I want to say thank you for them. And I pray your blessing upon them, Lord, right now, wherever they are in this building or online. Lord God, that they would know your peace. They would know your joy, Lord God. Would you strengthen them? I thank you for their faithfulness and their commitment mm. because it's not easy, Lord. 
but I pray they would know your presence with them in the highs and the lows of leading a group. Pour out your blessing upon them. And we thank you, Lord, for our connect groups in this church. Lord, would you bless all of those that are connected in that way. Bless all those groups, Lord, that they would grow. That, Lord God, they would grow in the knowledge of you and as they disciple together. And, Lord, lastly, I pray for more groups. More connect groups, Lord, where people can love one another and have faith and walk in that prevailing faith, as Richard has said, Lord. Lord, if we are called to be one, Lord, which we are, we know that that means we need to do life together outside of just Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, we would pray that you would come and breathe on that, we ask. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.